10, 10 9, 9, 9 8, 8, 8, 7, 7 6, 6, 5, 5 4, 4, 3, 3 2, 2, 1, 1. Let's go! Now it's the Mercedes in the Morning pre-show. Mix 94.1. Hey, good morning and welcome to the show. It is Wednesday, September 1st. Welcome to the first of the month, everyone. Rabbit, rabbit. Hope you guys are having a great kickoff to your September. Want to thank you all for getting up early and checking in with us. You can do that a couple ways. Of course, you can call or text us uh, at 702-364-9400. Got a bunch of check-ins this morning. Brian W. We have Raul. We have Husker Bob, Jan Cujo, Sarah, Diana, Rick, Scott, J. Rudy, Angela, Jasmine, Melissa and Francis, Jim Sandell, Zach Tap, Jessica Lance, Deborah and Jeremiah, also Marcus and Maria, Nelsey, Brandon, uh, all listening this morning and checking in on Twitter. Follow us at Mercedes in the AM. We have Mike checking in this morning. So is Steph. We have Martin, Michelle, and Brian all listening. So thank you for that. Good morning. Let me hit this. Now it's official. Show tradition. We got to do it on the first if we're here. <laughs> How you doing this morning? I'm good. I want to give a shout out to your daughter, Sophie. Um, I like to call her our commissioner of our fantasy football league because she does such an outstanding job when it comes to managing our fantasy football team. If you do fantasy football, maybe you already had your draft or getting ready to do a draft. I'm in the league with Mercedes and Sophie and a bunch of others. I also have another league that I'm in that I've been doing since 2008. And man, comparing how Sophie runs our league... To my buddy Josh, who runs the other league. Oh, night and day. Night and day. Oh, my gosh, Mercedes. Night and day. And I know it's on me as a player to follow certain things, but Sophie stays on top. She'll put out a note. Hey, just a heads up. The draft is coming up. Three days till the draft. Reminder, we have to do a keeper where you, you keep one player from your team from the last season to carry over into the new season. She'll do reminders about keepers, and you need your keeper in by Friday. Not my buddy Josh. He dropped like one message in the middle of a, a, you know 10 other text messages that are going around with the group about other things. And so last night he, he sends me a note. He's like, hey, dude, keepers are due. I'm like, ah, I totally forgot. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, I would appreciate a reminder so that I'm going and my team's empty. It was a whole thing last night. And then so I'm like, wait, when's the draft? And he's like, Tomorrow night. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, so you, uh, you're you not even prepared. You haven't even been able to do any studying or anything. No, I'm, not going, so go, I'm flying into tonight's draft uh, blind, 6 o'clock. I'm like, all right, so I'm, uh, put that on the calendar tonight. Got a draft at 6 o'clock tonight. I've got two words for you, auto-draft. <laughs> <laughs> Just have it auto-draft. I love, I really enjoy fantasy football. To me, it makes the season much more entertaining. You find yourself watching games that you would normally have zero interest in because you got a player involved in the game. But I'm not a big fan of the draft and I'm not the best at drafting my strategy is I need a running back who's the top available running back I need a quarterback who's the top available quarterback and I'll do some on the fly research but I, I think the people that end up winning fantasy football season by season are the ones that put some time and effort into the draft there is a I, I I'd like to you know have a little background of what uh, some of the players what I want to go for when we do it and I was I was watching some uh fantasy football it was like a podcast, but it was a video and I was watching it and they were saying, you know, if you get anyone in this position, you got to get this guy. And they said the guy's name and I made a note of it in my notes. I'm like, OK, I'm going to try to go for this guy. Like they were just like, oh, he's going to have a big year. You got to go for him. He's huge. And I was like, OK, all right, well, we'll put him on my list. The only person I have on my list. So last night we're going on our walk and the fantasy draft comes up and. 
And uh, I I tell my husband that, and he's like, well, who's the person? I'm like, I'm not telling you. And he's like, you can tell me. I won't tell you. I'm like, no, I'm not telling you. And he's like, you're, draft, you're before me in the draft. And I'm like, yeah, but that might not be the first person I draft. This might be my sleeper pick. I, I'm not going to say anything. So he got mad at me because I wouldn't <laughs> tell him who I was. I you know, listen, when it comes to fantasy football, all rules are off the table there. I, I'm, I've been the same way. He's your husband. He loves you to death or do anything for you. But, you know, you might say the name. Oh, it's Tommy Smith. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, Tommy Smith. Yeah, then he starts looking at that person. Uh-huh. And, and the thing is, is I actually, I did tell my daughter who, who runs the league. I, I told Kamish? I, I made a comment. I go, like, I go, hey, what do you know about this person? And she's like, why? And I was like, I'm just looking at it. And, she's, and she tells me what she thinks. And I was like, will you promise me not to draft this person? She's like, I promise you. <laughs> so she promised me she wouldn't do it. But I think my husband, he would try to scoop him up if he had. He's going to play dirty. Hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, money's on the line and reputation's on the line. <laughs> yes. The one upside to doing this draft tonight at 6 o'clock is, so our draft is Sunday. And I, I've had it on my calendar for weeks, thanks to your daughter. I'll have kind of an understanding of, like, who the hot guys are and receiver. Because one of my buddies... You see who they draft, and then there's the trash talking. I can't believe you drafted him. He's the worst. And yeah. so Kyle kind of had a little bit of a better understanding going into Sunday's draft. But again, Sophie. It was just so funny Good last night. He goes, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draft a quarterback first. And my daughter goes, if you do that, that is the most idiotic move I've ever heard. <laughs> and I just looked at it. And he's like, why? She's like, because you need to draft a running back or a wide receiver first. Come on, dad. Yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's something to be years to figure out. Save the quarterback first. Maybe yeah, third they're, they're going to be there. You'll be fine. Just wait on those. Uh, so. so if you're doing fantasy and drafts are coming up, enjoy it. It's a, it's a fun time of the year for football. Yeah, and we'll try not to talk about our league too much. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll do our best. All right, let's start the show. Time for the pre-show. You pick them. You guys get to pick the first song of the show. Do you want to hear Fantastic Voyage by Coolio? Do you want to hear Bittersweet Symphony by The Verb? Do you want to hear Pocket Full of Sunshine by Natasha Bedingfield? Those are your choices. All you have to do is get your vote in by tweeting us at Mercedes in the AM. Vote on Facebook or text or call us 702-364-9400. We're going to count your votes now and reveal the winner next on Mix 94.1. Never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. Jamie Spears asked for $2 million in exchange for exiting Britney's conservatorship. Some see this as a shakedown. Jamie calls it compensation. He says the money is for various duties he performed, like handling media attention and doing his best to keep current with the music business. He also wants attorney's fees. But Britney's not having any of this. To sum it up, her attorney says Jamie already made millions off of Britney, and this is a non-starter, and that the status quo is no longer tolerable, and Britney Spears will not be extorted. He also wants Jamie out ASAP. That uh, this needs to be over. We need to get an we need to get an answer on this because this is just going on way too long. I, you know, the guy's already made millions off his off his daughter. The, the judge ruled Jamie's out, and okay, just move 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 on, dude. 
asking for two million bucks? Come on. Remember Britney Spears when she was married to that guy, Jason Alexander, back in 2004? For like, I think it was like 55 hours, 56 hours. Yeah, it was a quick one. It was a quickie, yeah. Well, he was just arrested Sunday at a Nashville airport for alleged security violations. Details of what went down are not known, but he was charged with a misdemeanor, and he's got bail at like 2500 bucks. So Britney Spears' ex-husband was arrested. Murder hornets. Remember those? That was, a, that was a buzz thing last summer. Yeah. Well, Rose McGowan was stung by one. She was stung the other day, and she documented the experience on Twitter while asking her followers for help. And for reference, she says that she lives in a jungle down in Mexico. And Rose put on Twitter, I was just stung by a murder hornet. Incredible pain. Right arm and leg going numb. Heart racing. Any tips? Then a few hours later. Stop tweeting. <laughs> Go to the hospital. Don't, your arm's numb. What, what? Which hand are you tweeting with? Like, don't you? Shouldn't you get to a doctor instead of tweeting? Come on. That's a good point. Okay, Gosh. so you're tweeting with your left arm right now. Is that what you're doing? So a couple hours later, she says, "My vision is now fuzzy. My balance is off. I'm in the middle of nowhere. My body is sweating. Stomach cramping." Still tweeting. <laughs> I, you're really like you're you're stung by a murder hornet. The first thing you're like, oh, oh, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Must tweet. Open Twitter. <laughs> Guys dying. <laughs> not nine one one. Not a doctor. Twitter. Come on. Uh, she even shared a photo of the hornet and a video of it still moving after she tried to kill it. So here's the video of that. It's shell doesn't splatter its guts out when you smash it. The f- are you? It's a murder hornet. <laughs> Get away. Don't be playing these little reindeer games. What are you doing? Uh, next, she did a TikTok and then she did an Instagram yeah. story and then finally got medical help. She says, um, thanks for listening. Thanks for helping her out. She's going to be okay, it sounds like. But yeah, so... If you get stung by a murder hornet, don't be a tweeting. Go see yeah, a doctor. Yeah, I figure she was going to be okay just based on her tweets. <laughs> <laughs> now dying, dead. Jeez. First, Paul Stanley got COVID. Well, now Gene Simmons has tested positive. That means that Kiss will have to postpone even more shows. For right now, they're off the road through at least Sunday when they were supposed to play in Milwaukee. Paul has already recovered. He had it last week. He beat it. It was mild. He's good to go. Tested negative. But now Gene has it. Gene's symptoms are reportedly mild, and the whole Kiss crew is vaccinated. Their residency, by the way, starts December 29th at Zappos Theater. So kiss. I mean, they should be past everything by the time this was to come to Las Vegas. Let's hope so. I I got like a bazillion messages because people knew that I interviewed him not too long ago. And I was like, when I saw this, I immediately opened calendar, looks to see the date. It was a month ago. It was more than a month. It was four weeks and three days. So I was like, (laughs) okay, nothing's happened so far. So uh, I guess I'm okay. But, oh, man, my heart sunk into my stomach when I saw that. I was like, oh, no. You hear someone tested positive for COVID (sighs) that you know that's the immediate thing. Like, okay, when's the last time I saw that person? I literally, that's the first thing I did was open my calendar. (laughs) I was like, okay, I think I'm in the clear. We've got more dirt coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. It is Mix 94.1. Welcome to another episode of Mercedes in the Morning, show number 1473. And now, here's your host, Mercedes and JC. Good morning and welcome to the show. It is Wednesday, September 1st. We've made it to a brand new month. Rabbit, rabbit, good luck, everyone. If you if you say that, if you don't, it's the first of the month. I can't believe it. So much is going on. 
in September. I was just looking at a list of all the crazy things that, not crazy things, but all the big things that we can expect in September. So there, there's a ton of them. Ooh, what was that? A little uh, music bed popping up, back up. Oh, okay. Um, where? Did, let me see. Where did it go? My September list. Uh, there, like a ton of new TV is coming. If you're into that, like new shows that are coming up, um, Billions is coming back. Season two of The Morning Show, Dancing with the Stars, NCIS, The Voice. Uh, the Connors, the Mass Singer, Survivor, all sorts of stuff. Um, in sports, you have the U.S. Open through September 12th. The NFL season starts in about a week. Tons of college football this month. If you're a golf fan, the Ryder Cup starts uh, September 24th. You got the MTV Video Music Awards this month. The Emmys are on the 19th. The Tonys are on the 26th. And then, of course, this weekend we have the big Labor Day weekend, too. So Tomorrow night, college football, UNLV's first game is tomorrow night at Legion Stadium. So if you haven't checked out the stadium, here's a great chance to go check it out by checking out a Rebel game tomorrow night. I'm excited about college football. I love the energy of college football. It's always fun. Uh, if you know, if you've gone to a college football game, that was one of my favorite parts about college. It's probably why I did so per- poorly my first semester <laughs> was just going to the games and waking up, everybody tailgating, walking over to the stadium from the dorms. Like it was just so much fun. That was the same uh, for for me. It was here at UNLV and going out to Sam Boyd Stadium, and he would tailgate out there in the grass and big parties and stuff. And then the game would start. We were never we were never get into the game on time at the game. We got kickoffs. All right, let's hang out here for a little bit longer. Then you go inside and check out the game. The only downside was like the ride home from Sam Boyd back to UNLV, which it just took forever. Yeah, that is the downside of not having the football stadium on the campus. UNLV is fantastic. We both graduated there, but when I would like when I went to see you, literally the dorms were here, and then the football field was there. So oh, you just so cool. you just walked right across the parking lot. So that was very convenient and very fun. And that was that was the upside of the you UNLV know, basketball game. You had Thomas Mack right there on campus. And same when when I went to college, we had the Las Vegas Thunder. The International Hockey League was here in town, and. My dorm room, I would look at my dorm room window and I would look at the parking lot of the Thomas and Mac. That's how close everything was, which is just a huge plus. But I mean, man, checking out a college football game at Allegiant Stadium, that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, the stadium is absolutely beautiful if you haven't been there. And just going there this past weekend for Guns N' Roses, I'm hoping it's the same way for game day, but... They really got the parking flow and just the traffic around there under control. It was super easy in and out. I mean, yes, if you're if you're parking, paying for parking by the stadium, it's it's kind of pricey. But I was surprised at all the other options that were around there, like on Valley View and that kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just random lots, and you know, some were like forty dollars, some were sixty dollars. But we went that back way just to see what our options were if we were to come back without buying parking. And I was pleasantly surprised, and they weren't very far. So they're they're working on it. It's not a hundred percent, but it's better than what it was when when it first started. Did they have them at, at Guns and Roses? I'm assuming they did because they had them going on at SummerSlam. But dudes were that were on the uh, on the bicycles. These could drive people around on those bicycles. Did they have? Do you see any of those? Out I there? didn't see any of those no i saw some guys rolling around there at SummerSlam uh, a couple weekends ago i'm like that's a great way to make some money you park maybe half a mile away you don't feel like walking one of those people go, they go by on the bicycle you pay them a couple bucks jump on the back and they'll take you right to the stadium well it, it's not a couple of bucks though that's the thing remember we were going to do that in chicago <laughs> we saw one of those the the little carts and we were kind of far from well not that far we could see it it was just it was weird a weird way to get there like there were stairs and stuff and so i saw one of those and i was like hey how much uh, would it cost for you to take the the four of us to Harry Carey's? 
And he's like, mm, $65. And I'm like, <laughs> it's right down there. And he's like, $65. I'm like, okay, never mind. What was nice, though, is he told us the correct way to walk, at least. He gave us some good directions. He did. He did. I was like, 65 bucks. It's like right over there. I just thought it would be a fun little treat. We could all, you know, sit in there. Ooh. Chicago, but yeah, it was not cheap, not at all. <laughs> but that too, we we started we started walking the wrong way to the restaurant. We were walking for like maybe fifteen minutes. It felt like because we were just involved in conversation, yeah. laughing, taking photos, having a good time. And at one point, like, where are we are we walking the right way? And then we realized we were not walking the right way. And yeah, that was an expensive one. So it's not a couple of bucks, <laughs> but it might be a couple of bucks here. Who knows? Because yeah, just ask. If you go to Austin, like Austin City Limits, they're all over Austin, and that's just, that's a tip only basis. Like, okay, yeah, oh, that's nice. And you just kind of you know you give the money based on what you feel your ride should be worth. You know, we take care of the guy that's doing it, the lady that's doing it, but yeah, down there, it's a tip-only uh, setup, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so it's worth a, it's worth an ask. I mean, if it's too much, you always say no. Yeah, but. we keep on going. <laughs> All right, lots coming up on the show today. We still have those tickets for you to go see Michael Buble. He'll be here September 24th. Those tickets at 940. And then coming up here in about 15 minutes, 98 Degrees will be here September 16th. They'll be at Mandalay Bay Beach. You're going to be at that concert because we have your tickets when you win Heads Up. And up next is What's Trending. What do you have for us? Two big exits on television. Why men may want to mumble more. And Hard Seltzer is making the trek into fall. We're going to talk about all of that coming up next and What's Trending. It is Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning, 98 degrees. We'll be here in September. What is September? They'll be here in a couple weeks. We've got your tickets coming up right after What's Trending. Mercedes in the morning's What's Trending on Mix 94.1. Okay, a lot going on this morning. The talk is trending. Yet another host has exited the CBS Daytime Talk Show. Elaine Welteroth is leaving after hosting for just one season. She announced her departure in a statement saying, it is an absolute honor for anyone, but especially a young black woman to occupy space on air where our perspectives are largely underrepresented. I came to the talk to break out of my own echo chamber and to join a diverse cast in helping to bridge some of the divides in our world through conversation and empathy. I'm proud of how I represented myself and my community, but as I always say when the music changes so must your dance she is the third host to leave this year following carrie ann anaba and sharon osborne i was bummed when i saw this news i'm a big fan of hers i really really like her i I read her book this past year i think she's an amazing woman she's i think she's a fantastic on that show and then jerry o'connell he stepped in a couple months ago first as a guest host and now he's got the permanent gig and I loved his interaction with, with Elaine. I thought they had great chemistry. And so I'm bummed to see her go. I know you can still follow her on Instagram. and She's got other media things going on. But I really enjoyed watching her on that show. She uh, she was great. Great perspective. All of that. But yeah, something, something must be going on where she's like, you know what? The time has come. So yeah, more power to her. I'm sure this is not the last that we're going to see of her. That's for sure. Um, also trending this morning is Jeopardy and Mike Richards. A tumultuous few weeks for Mike Richards has ended with him not only out as host of Jeopardy, but also he is no longer the executive producer of the show or of the of Wheel of Fortune. So BuzzFeed got this letter from Sony saying that Richards would no longer serve in the position on both popular game shows, and that is effective immediately. The EVP of Business and Strategy for Sony said that they had hoped when he stepped down as host that it would have minimized this, this disruption that it caused, and it was very clear that did not happen. He was found to have made 
demeaning comments about women, the homeless, and others on a podcast back in 2013, and he stepped down as a host after those reports came to life. That doesn't surprise me. It kind of surprised me that he still stayed on it so as the executive producer when he was let go as the host because, oh, we have this controversy. You said these things in the past. We can't have that, that character, that man of character hosting our show. But you can still produce it. It didn't make any sense to me when they didn't let him go right away. Yeah, it was kind of like, okay, wait, he's all right to do this, but not that. that yeah. yeah. What's what's going on with that? Well, he's gone completely. So that I just I couldn't believe that. I was like, OK, that finally we're making some progress here. Um, that, that whole thing, though, like it just I mean, it was going so smoothly for them. Great guest host. This is a lot of fun. Oh, everyone loved him when he hosted. He mm-hmm. should be good. <laughs> Skeletons Your actions will come back to haunt yeah. you sometimes. Also trending this morning is Mumble. Study A new study says women are attracted to men who mumble. Scientists say that males who speak less clearly tend to be more attractive to the opposite sex because women see it as a sign of masculinity. Conversely, though, men find precise pronunciation alluring because it signifies femininity. So mumble if you're a man. Don't mumble if you're a woman, apparently, according to this study. Some famous mumbling men include Marlon Brando, Tom Hardy, Jeff Bridges, and the late Heath Ledger. Ledger was a mumbler when he talked? Yeah, I just remember him in Brokeback Mountain. Didn't he talk like that? Was was he putting on an accent? Was he supposed to sound Western? Was that just his thing? I think that was the accent that, or you know, he was he was doing that on purpose for the role. Um, In normal life, though, I think he was just very quiet and understated. Maybe that was considered like a mumble. Uh, I don't remember. We've got a radio friend whose nickname is Mumbles. Yeah. He's one of the sweetest guys out there. He does mumble, though. He does mumble. He does. Yeah. He's a good guy. I I like him. Uh, Finally, this morning, Bud Light Seltzer is trending. The brand is dropping a new variety pack for the fall season. They are releasing a new limited edition called the Fall Flannel Variety Pack. The four flavors include pumpkin spice, of course, toasted marshmallow, maple pear, and apple crisp. All the flavors are going to feature a flannel-inspired plaid design on the 12-ounce cans. You can actually buy them starting September 6th through the end of October, and that is what's trending. Right now, we want caller 20, 702-364-9400. You're caller 20. You get to play Heads Up for a great prize. We have a pair of tickets to check out 98 Degrees. They're going to be at Mandalay Bay Beach on September 16th, and if you want to see them on All you got to do is be caller 20 right now. You pick your category. You pick your partner. And if you get six answers in 60 seconds, you are going to win. Caller 20 is playing 702-364-9400. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix Nutty 4.1. Nicole, you're caller 20. You ready to play Heads Up? Yeah. All right. We want to get you these tickets to check out 98 Degrees at Mandalay Bay Beach. Pick a category. Do you want to go with hole-in-one, checkmate, or cherry bomb? Um, Cherry bomb. Cherry bomb it is. Okay. National Cherry Popover Day is today. So these are all foods that you might find cherries in. Okay? Mm. Okay. Okay. Who do you want to pick as your partner? You, Mercedes. Okay. Nicole, you know the routine. You got 60 seconds on the clock. Just get six correct, and you're going to go see 98 Degrees, and you start now. This is a non-alcoholic drink that kids usually order with 7-Up and grenadine in it and cherries. Sure. 
Shirley Temple. Yes. This is um what you might have a la mode. There's apple. There's Cherry pie. Pie, yes. This is um this brings all the boys to the yard and their life is milkshake. Yes. Milkshake. <laughs> this is uh peanut uh, no, let's see. Uh, when you put this on toast, you might it's not jelly. Yeah. Yes, wow. Uh this is um you might go get one of these. They mix up a bunch of fruits. Sometimes they put some spinach in there. Yes. This is where you go to Baskin Robbins. You get a scoop of ice cream. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Nicole, you get my clues. I thought they were like so weird, but you knew them right away. Nice job. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And you're all set, Nicole, with tickets to go see 98 Degrees Mandalay Bay Beach. They're going to be there Thursday night, September 16th. If you want to go, be here tomorrow morning at 625. That's the next time we'll have tickets. And then coming up next, it's Wednesday morning. You ready for this? It means it's time to lie, at least for one of us. Two truths and one lie. Two of us will be telling you a true story about something. One of us will be lying to your face. Go on our Facebook page. If you want to get a little extra help, you can kind of see our mannerisms, see if we're giving you any kind of ticks to tell who's telling the truth and who's lying. We play coming up after L. King and Miranda Lambert. It's Mix 94.1. The game is two truths and a lie. It's true. So you've heard of it. Yeah, you've well, heard yeah, of it. Yeah, because babies play that at their birthday parties. Okay, whatever. It's a good game. Two of us are telling you the truth, the absolute truth, and nothing but the truth. One of us is lying to you. Who is doing what? Can you figure it out? Do you know us well enough to tell what our mannerisms are? You can also log on to Facebook right now. We are streaming live. Two truths and a lie is starting. Do you guys have your your truth or lies? I do. I just looked. Did you guys look? I haven't looked yet. Let me let me check here. What's funny is I um I had two lies ready to go, and then I was like, oh wait, I need a truth. So <laughs> I, um, okay, I got one. Yep. Yeah. Save your lies, by the way, because you never know when you're gonna I know. need one. You know. I'd say true. <laughs> I archived so true. it. I archived it. Okay, so who wants to go first today? Steph, you want to go first? Sure, yeah, right, I'll go first. I've talked about how I've been a dancer for almost all my life, and I was on a dance team called Culture Shock San Diego the year of 2008. In that year, I was able to dance with some very famous dancers from the Jabberwockies. So some of the Jabberwockies, their name was Eddie and Sasso. They were original members of the Jabberwockies, and we were on the same dance team together. And prior to Culture Shock San Diego, I was on their junior team, Future Shock San Diego, and I was taught by other members of the Jabberwockies like Raynan and Kevin Brewer, and they were so awesome. They are so cool, and it's cool to know that now they're like huge and big. They won America's Best Dance Crew. They're headlining here in, in Las Vegas at the MGM, so it's really nice to see them start at where they were in San Diego, and now they're internationally worldwide, and it was an, an honor to learn from them and to dance alongside with them. You were taught by the Jabberwockies. Yes. Did they do the whole mask thing when you knew them? Uh, they did. They were previously known as Mind Tricks before they were Jabberwockies, and then they eventually grew to Jabberwockies, and they would only performed in masks. They were never teaching in masks. Mm. Interesting. It was Culture Shock San Diego was culture the name shock. of the dance They also trip. have a Culture Shock Las Vegas here. They're here's, very worldwide. Here's the thing that I find suspicious is that we've done um, many events and always thinking, about, oh, what, what entertainers can we have come join us and, and join us with said event? Never have you said, in the course of being here, like, hey, guys, you know, 
I used to work with the Jabberwockies. They taught me how to dance. Should we have them come do something? I've never heard. Have you heard the Jabberwocky mentioned before? I have not. I have. This is the first time I've ever heard that. It is big. I don't want to just use the Jabberwocky card. Like, hey, I know the Jabberwockies. Huh? <laughs> I can bring them on the show. Like, no, they have PR people. Their their PR people are really close to us, so they're really cool. And I never really knew. Hey, hey, Raynan, you want to come on the show? No. Nah. What are the names again? Uh, I danced or. Rainin taught Future Shock one time, and then there's Kevin Brewer, who's come in a couple times and danced on Culture Shock with Eddie and Sasso. Hmm. You didn't mention this in your, when we interviewed, when we met you for the first time. I figured you'd leave with that. Hey, guys, they'd be a great producer here in Las Vegas. Yeah. I know the Jabberwockies. I'm sorry. I, again, I... Hey, I know the Jabberwockies. She's not a name dropper. She's not a name dropper. Let me get I'm into just, the show. I, you know, I'm just digging deep here. Just digging deep. That probably makes sense why I didn't get the gig the first time. Yeah, I didn't really she doesn't the know the Jabberwockies. <laughs> if she did, maybe. But. The other person knew the backup dancer for Blue Man Group. That's why they got oh, the gig. Oh, darn it. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. All right. So there's Steph. She was taught how to dance by the Jabberwockies. JC, you want to go? Yeah, sure. I'll go. I'll go. Um, So we've talked about side hustle before, but I don't think I've ever mentioned this side hustle I had when I worked. This was back when I was living back east. I was working at that hotel, the Inn at Lambertville Station, and this would have been the summer of 1993. I had a very successful side hustle as a mobile car detailer, and my gimmick was a little bit different. I didn't roll up to your car with all the equipment. I would take your car. And I only serviced people that worked at the hotel. So I, I had off on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I think it was. But I remember going down on Tuesdays. I would drive my Pontiac Fiero down, and I would take a coworker's car, and I would take it for the day. And I would go, and I would wash it at the car wash in town. And then I'd go back to my house, and I'd detail it really nice, and I'd bring it back to, to, the, to, to the coworker. And I think they gave me maybe 20 bucks. But I, I was doing three cars a week all summer long, making great money as a side hustle. But here's the thing, though. And this was before GPS, and, and um, they were very trust, trustworthy of me. But I was doing some kind of cool cars. A, a coworker had a brand new Jeep. Another coworker had a big brand new Ram truck. And another coworker, she had like this Volkswagen Jetta, which was brand new at the time. And I would take their cars and I would drive around town. I would do errands. I would go cruising because they were cool cars. I had a, an old Pontiac Fiero. So I did it not only for, as a side hustle, but I did it too to go cruising around town in cool cars. And not one of them ever called me out on the fact that I probably put on a good maybe 25 miles every time I took the car out. I, I feel like you're really proud of your work previously to uh, joining radio, and we have never once heard that story. We've heard about the lawns and the inn at Lamberville Station and the uh, Alamo Rent-A-Car. Where value. Value Rent-A-Car. Yes. We've heard about all <laughs> of these places so a many bazillion times. times, and not one single time ever have you ever ever mentioned i know that you had a riding lawnmower and that you would do your neighbors out like you never said that i don't believe it I not for a second agreed with mercedes she's heard your stories thousands of times maybe i've heard them once here and there but five hundreds of yes. times exactly <laughs> i'm sorry a long time. <laughs> it was just i know it's I, I i think i kind of blocked it out i was thinking about it last night i was thinking about okay let me go back to when i worked at the hotel what did i do i'm like oh i don't think i ever talked about this side hustle and it was very lucrative i mean 60 70 bucks a week and getting to drive around town and, and and that's the only reason I did it too because my buddy had a brand new Jeep and he's like uh he's like hey would you mind washing my car I'm like yeah sure and then I'm like wait I can drive these cars all the time go cruising and it worked for me hmm. interesting okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. all right there's JC's story he had a side hustle that we've never heard of before all right my story 
I don't I think I might have told this story before, but I'm not 100 percent. But my brother, Marcos, who is right underneath me, he's uh, he's two years, three years younger than me. He uh, we took ski lessons when we were a kid. My mom and dad took us up to Copper Mountain to go skiing. And it was our very first time skiing. And we were in like the kids class while they were just they'd never skied either. They were just hanging out in the lodge. I don't know what they were doing. But um, so we joined the ski school for the day and it was the kind where like they they pulled you up on the little bunny hills and you held on to this like little thing that pulled you up you didn't get on a lift it just pulled you up the tow rope is that what it's yeah, called yeah. i don't even know so it, we would go up and down up and down and we started to get pretty good so our ski instructor is like okay we're gonna take you guys on an actual lift and we're gonna have you go down one of the bigger hills it was only like a green it wasn't like anything crazy but we go on it, and I was kind of racing my brother, trying to get down before him, and then I just completely lost him. So we get to the bottom of the hill, and I don't see him anywhere, but I figure he's around there somewhere. We go up again. We come back down again, and I'm like, I do not see my brother. And my mom shows up. She's like, where's your brother? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, you don't know where your brother is? You lost like, your brother? I have no idea. It turns out they had to send like search and rescue to find him. He actually got stuck in a snowdrift and he couldn't what? get out. No <laughs> way. He was stuck in there. He had one ski sticking out. That's how they found him. <laughs> they, no. they, they, we, the way they found him was one of the search and rescue guys got on the lift and was looking like down and they saw like this little boy and he just, he took a weird turn. He, he ended up like falling in this trip. So they had to go and rescue him. And I got in so much trouble because i was supposed to keep an eye on him and i didn't so yeah that was uh that was really scary my brother had to be rescued the very first time we ever went skiing i'm gonna use the uh hearing stories way too many times card on this one because how many times we talked about on the show where were you stuck and we heard mercedes about you sticking your head through the banister and having your head stuck or how have you ever been had to be, be rescued by someone search we told these stories uh, done these topics hundreds of times. We've never heard this story. You figured at one point you might drop this in over the past couple of years. I feel like I have actually told that story before, but if I haven't, I'm actually kind of proud of myself for saving that one in the arsenal. Because that's a good one. That's I, a real good story. I thought it was pretty good, too. I I don't know. I, I thought I might have mentioned that before, but I'm glad I didn't because Did now you I have more uh, more stories. Did you say that he was injured? No, he wasn't injured. He just fell into this drift. And like I said, the ski was sticking out and he comes back and, and he's then he's eating it up. And my mom's like, oh, porazito. <laughs> and he's like, she left me. And I was I got in so much trouble. So there you go. Ah, so he was angry at you for leaving oh, him. He was. He loved it because he got everyone felt so sorry for him. They took him hot chocolate. Uh. The, the ski resort did something nice for him. I can't remember what, but it was a mess. So <laughs> that is my story. Who is telling the truth? 702-364-9400. What? Who's the liar here? We're getting some text here. The Jabberwockies are from Sacramento. Oh. Nope. Only one person is from Sacramento, and that's mm. Phil. Everyone else is from Southern California. Oh. Sorry, guys. Jeremiah says, Steph is lying this week. Uh, this text says, um, we know what your parents were doing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Uh, Jan says, sorry, Steph, but it's got to be you on that one. Uh, Madeline says, JC, I think, is the liar here. Who is it? Let's go. Oh, another JC is lying. 
Let's go with truth teller number one. Reveal yourself. It's me! Hey. <laughs> that was a true story, yeah. Wow. It was it was kind of scary. I, like, at first I was scared, but when they found him, I was like, eh. I Did wish you they continue didn't skiing? Or? Yeah, we went right back out there. <laughs> like, nothing happened. But it was so traumatic for the day. And, and my mom was, like, giving me the silent treatment because I was supposed to watch my brother. It was a whole mess. Oh. So. He's, he's held interview, I'm sure, from time to time in the past. Actually, he's never mentioned that again. Oh, yeah, but my it? mom will mention it from time to time. Like, remember when you left him on the hill? <laughs> So, all right, truth teller number two. It's me. What? (laughs) I I have not talked to any of them since I moved to Vegas, but it's really cool seeing all their stuff. And it's just, it's so nice to know that a San Diego, you know, little, little town or little uh, group that started in San Diego is now blown up to just be a Las Vegas headliner. I mean, that is amazing. And JC, surprise, surprise. (laughs) We never heard the mobile detailing company story before. I was like, no. I'm sorry, JC. I've seen your car inside and I don't know if I've seen you do mobile detailing. Oh, there's that's the truth. I did it for one buddy. He got a brand new Jeep. I'm like, dude, can I take your car out? He's like, if you wash it. I'm like, all right, cool. And he didn't pay me for it either. So, uh, so it was free and it was only a one-time deal. So you were kind of telling me. I didn't do multiple cars all summer long. Are you kidding me? I had my day off. I enjoyed it. Oh, that was good. I actually, Steph, you're you're good too. I kind of thought you might have been lying at really? first. So then I was really confused. I'm like, man, who's the liar here? It's funny when you can't figure it out yourself. Now, Culture Shock San Diego, is that still a dance troupe where they uh, disbanded? and it no longer exists? It's still a dance troupe. There is a dance center called Culture Shock Dance Center and there's still Culture Shock San Diego as a dance team there. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. And there's one here too? Yeah, there's all over Oakland, LA. There's some in England. It's all worldwide. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. We're trying to catch her in a lie even if she's being <laughs> truthful. I don't know why. Uh, you never told us Game is staff. over. Game we is did over. the reveal, guys. <laughs> Up all next right. is the hot three. What do you have for us? Okay, we are going to talk about teachers. Teachers, are you considering a new career because of everything that is going on with your jobs and COVID and all of that. We're going to talk about that. Also, Labor Day is this weekend. What cities are most popular for travel destinations? And they say another shortage of this item is coming again. While you may want to stock up now, we'll talk about all of that coming up next in the Hot 3. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And Justin Bieber, the song Stay, that's the number one song in the country four weeks in a row. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. Well, more than uh, half of teachers are considering new careers. Working in a pandemic is pushing America's teachers to the brink, and more than half say over the last 18 months they have considered it. In fact, 80% of K-12 through teachers said 2020 was the most stressful year of their careers compared to 71% of non-teachers. And while many are excited about the return to the classroom, 49% described themselves as nervous about this school year. That stress was likely caused by 
worse, worsening pandemic with health and safety concerns listed as the factor most likely to impact their mental health. And on top of these internal struggles, teachers also worry about making sure their mental health doesn't interfere with their ability to teach. Seven, uh, 67% said their students can recognize when they're having a bad day. We were just talking about it last week about the overcrowding in the classrooms here in Clark County and just the added pressure that the teachers have. And then that big um, meeting is tonight to decide or talk about whether they're going to make the vaccine mandate. And then there's talks if it do ma- mandate it that some teachers are going to leave, just putting even more pressure on the teachers that are sticking around. It's a lot going on. Yeah, there is a lot going on. Are, are, are you a teacher? And have you thought thought about it have you thought you know what this maybe it's time to just try something new because this is just too much for me what do you guys think 702-364-9400 just teachers are so important and if their mental health is not good mm-hmm. that we got to figure out what we can do to help them um and give them the resources that they need because i, I mean they're they're teaching our kids they need to they need to be okay it's and there's a lot that they're having to deal with not just from the kids but from the parents and the administration and geez, and they're not paid enough. So it's just frustrating. And many of you have your own kids too, that you're dealing with the, the struggles of family and everything else. There's so much goes into being a teacher. Yeah. We love you guys for so much. Everything that you guys do. Okay. It's incredible. Also this morning, this Labor Day, most Americans are putting their passports away. A new survey finds that 86% of people traveling for Labor Day will do it domestically. This uh, There's a mix of cities that people are going to and las vegas is the top destination denver is also in there chicago new york city seattle orlando and los angeles are showing up on multiple lists of top getaways uh we're getting some texts here too many changes not enough support for teachers uh this one says yes thank you for saying this because it is true we have so many people coming at us and it's only just making my mental health worse. And that's that makes me so sad to, to hear something like that. Let's talk to James, who is a teacher. Hey, James. Good morning. Good morning. What do you think? Um, I think opening up again. We're opening up business as usual, and clearly, it's not business as usual. Um, there's a lot of mental health stuff going on with students and teachers and. It really hasn't been addressed anywhere to start the school year. It's just come back in. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Happy back to school, but not talking about what we've just been through for the past year and a half. Exactly. Let's just get the test scores up and... That's what we care about. Mm. Well, James, thank you for what you do. I I think you is not enough. We just... uh, Teachers are so important. Uh, Let's see here. We have our phones are starting to ring here. Uh, Let's talk to Wynn. Hey, Wynn, good morning. What do you think? Hi, good morning. I just wanted to share that I am a former teacher from uh, my homeland. I'm new here to Las Vegas, and though I know that it's short of teachers, but my mental health and my family is more important for me right now, and it is crazy, and I do feel all the teachers. Um, I, have a st- I have a daughter who's in high school, and, um, you know, I, I, though I feel so bad for the teachers here, and I know their frustration, but I can't see myself going back into the, into the classroom right now. It's just, like yeah. throwing yourself into the fire. Mm-hmm. There's just so much going on. When Thank you for, for calling. This text says it's a never-ending battle trying to handle things, and on top of it, 
All administrators don't treat you like a person with feelings, pushing us around to fill in when we're exhausted. This text says the meeting tonight is regarding if the board will vote to grant Superintendent Jar the authority to mandate the vaccine on CCSD employees. And then this one says, and this breaks my heart, parents have been so mean. We already have so many people coming for us. Parents have been so unkind to teachers this year, especially over things that we have no control over. Let's also bring up school bus drivers because they're they're in this precarious situation, too. This one says I'm a school bus driver for 16 years. And if this short shot is mandated, I'm 99 percent sure I will leave. It kills me, but I really don't want this shot right now. What can we do? What can we do to help with your parents or, or like me? I, I don't have any kids or anything we do to help teachers. Like, what can we do to to help you out? Please let us know, because anything we do to help, we're here for you guys. We, we are here for you. We hear this all over the valley. People are here for you teachers. So what can we do to help you out? Whether it just be a parent to make sure you have some patience when you're dealing with a teacher or if it, what can a non-parent do to help you guys out? Please let us know. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know if it's like, a, we'll do this and it'll all be fixed. I feel like there's just so many things. Where can you we know. start, you know? Um, uh, let's let's move on. It's just we could talk about this all day long. Uh, finally, this morning, call it a rerun of the spring of 2020 as some Americans are making a run on Toilet paper. The latest round of panic buying comes as the Delta variant of the coronavirus is driving a surge in COVID-19 cases and deaths. The Wall Street Journal reports many Americans have used up the TP stockpiles that they had been hoarding since last year, and some have started buying in bulk again. Other things that shoppers are snapping up, paper towels. Kimberly Clark, who makes Cottonelle and Scott toilet paper, said in a statement yesterday that they're working hard to produce more toilet paper to best meet consumer needs. Experts urge shoppers to only buy what they need. After all, there's always online ordering and delivery. So don't take it up. So, you know, you have it all and no one else can get any. And that is it. Coming up here in the eight o'clock hour. We have a lot going on this morning. Eight o'clock hour, 825. We got an Apple HomePod mini for you. That's yours when you win. Heads up. That's mine. Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning. Have you ever been hit on by someone's husband? More specifically, maybe like your friend's husband. Has a friend of your spouse ever hit on you? A recent survey says that 46% of guys say they have made a pass at a friend of their wives or girlfriends. So you're you're married and you make a pass at one of your wife or girlfriend's friends. Would you would, would anyone admit to that? I don't know if anyone's going to admit to that, but uh, it, it is is harmless flirting. OK, versus, you know, a pass. I don't think that's ever OK. But if is it OK to just kind of flirt with your wife or girlfriend's friends knowing yeah i'm not gonna do anything flirt with her a little bit it's okay what do you guys think 702-364-9400 so you're talking about then you go out with a couple of matt's buddies and at some point during the night matt's buddy starts to flirt with you like oh those are beautiful stockings that you're wearing oh my gosh well first of all why am i wearing stockings (laughs) what year is it (laughs) i'm not a flirter so i can't say it's ever happened to me i've never had that happen to me no not all of matt's friends are are super sweet and super respectful. I, I did never have felt like anyone was flirting with me before, but I mean, there's some that I have a relationship with, like that we joke where maybe it's, 
inappropriate in some cases. I don't know. Some of the things were, were like, ah, that we think are funny and whatever. But Oh, you like these stockings, do you? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't think I've ever had that happen. And I've never flirted with his friends either. But is is flirting harmless? Are you okay if your, your spouse flirts with someone? I remember one of a, a couple that we're friends with. He, her husband used to always tell her to flirt whenever she goes out to get free drinks so he doesn't have to buy them. And she would do it and she'd get free drinks and then she'd be like, oh, there's my husband. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think uh, harmless flirting is okay. But if you start to act on stuff or you start to maybe get real intense, then maybe it gets a little bit awkward. I don't think any of my buddies have hit on my wife. Not that I know of, at least. Not that she told you. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. I'm sure she would tell you. But 52% of... The guys that say they've made a pass at a friend of their wives or girlfriends, 52% said they've actually scored. Like, something actually happened because of that. That's a high percentage right there. Yeah, and that's a, that kind of stinks for your marriage. Too. Yeah. What about you, Steph? Did, has that happened to you? It was unintentional as far as at the bar. Some guy was hitting on me, and I, my husband was, like, on the dance floor with our group of friends or somewhere else, but I was at the bar by myself getting us drinks. And I think I was with a girlfriend, too. So it was me and my girlfriend at the bar, and a guy was hitting on me. Hey, you guys want to get some drinks, was the guy was saying. And I was like, dude, what do I do? And she goes, just do it. You know James will be happy. You got him free drink. I was like, all right. So I flirted with him a little bit back, and then I met him and his friends. I was like, all right, got to go. And he still did. I don't think he still knew that till later that night where he saw me and my husband dancing on the dance floor. And I don't know. I don't think we were husband and wife at the time either. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. So I did. I got us some free drinks. And James was like, oh, cool. You flirted for drinks? I'm like, mm, kind of. He's like, I'm proud of you, babe. I'm proud of you. Save us some money. We're budgeting here. Yeah. Do you think, though, if someone buys you a drink, you're obligated to talk to them? Because I've had guys buy me drink or offer to buy me drinks. And I turn I turn it down because th- then I feel like I'm obligated to talk to them. And I just not that I don't want to talk to someone, but if I'm getting that vibe that maybe it's like a hitting on situation, then I'm like, nah, that's that's not good. Yeah, I think it's, I think you're you're a good judge of character and judge of situation. Cause I think it truly does depend if you're everyone's at a bar having a good time and you maybe you're having just a small talk with the person next to you. It's a group of guys. You got your group of girls. It's a small talk. And you can tell there's no flirting going on. Just a nice conversation. And the guy's like, can I buy you ladies some drink? Yes, sure. Thank you. And then maybe keep the conversation. But if it's like, I think if you're sitting at, maybe if you're sitting at a table and like the server brings over, mm, we didn't order these. Oh, that gentleman at the bar over there did. And he kind of gives you a wink. Like, ah, thanks. I'm good. We got our drinks over here. Because to me, that's like a different kind of flirting and a different kind of drink buying. Yeah. Like, hey, drinks on me. Yes. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh-huh. Get me one. But when they're like, hey. What are you drinking? Can I get you one? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> drinking my way out of here. I'm it's, good. <laughs> that, that, man, if you're in that situation, man, you got to check your friends on that one. Yeah, beware. Sometimes I think people do it just to see see if they could get their attention, you know? Then maybe they don't want to do anything, but they just want to see if they'll flirt back or if they're like, oh, hello. You know what I mean? Yeah, Laura, we went to Laura's birthday dinner last Thursday night. We went to dinner downtown on the Strip, and we finished dinner. Then I left the restaurant waiting outside for her. She went to use the bathroom. She's in there for a couple of minutes, and I'm talking to the manager outside, and then Laura comes out, and we're leaving, and she goes, this guy was just flirting with me. I'm like, really? Where? She goes, coming out of the bathroom. I'm like, what'd he say? He goes, hey, buddy, that's a nice dress. I'm like... 
He called you buddy? That's what I said. I'm like, he called you buddy. But I think he just like your dress. He goes, no, no, it's very flirtatious. I'm like, I don't know. If I'm flirting with a girl, I don't have to call her buddy. Like, hey, buddy. I'm not taking buddy as a flirt. No. Thing. It's like, this guy wants to go watch the game with me. <laughs> hey, buddy. He called you buddy. Hey, darling. Hey, sweetie. Maybe. Hey, buddy. Oh, nice that's dress. that's funny. We've got the dirt coming up here. Camila Cabello as a health scare at the premiere of her movie Cinderella. Details in about 10 minutes. Mix 94. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, <laughs> so what time good. is it? Where are What's going on here? Got the dirt coming up in a second. I was just going to say real quick, if you take 95 to work, you might want to pop open your Waze app or some kind of GPS app because uh, 95 is shut down in both directions. It's, it's creating kind of traffic havoc out there. It's shut down between uh, Rancho and Jones. There's a tanker truck that uh, was an accident. It's leaking gasoline, so it's going to be shut for a while. Pop open that Waze if you're heading to work. We never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. The premiere of Camila Cabello's new Cinderella movie went down in L.A. on Monday night, and so did Camila. She passed out before hitting the stage to introduce the movie. So far, no video has surfaced. She's fine. She told the audience, quote, I'm sorry, I just passed out, but I'm back. I literally just passed out, and now I'm back, and I'm ready to read my notes. You can watch that Cinderella movie on Amazon Prime Video this weekend. It's, it'll also be in theaters, but uh, she, she passed out before hitting the stage. That's scary. They, she must be overworked, maybe, or some didn't agree with yeah, her. Yeah, you still don't pass out. There's something happened to her, but yeah, it sounds like she's going to be just fine. And uh, But yeah, it always scares the situation if someone passes out. Rachel Lee Cook, she revealed recently that she could have been a member of the X-Men, and turning down that opportunity is a regret she carries to this day. It turns out that the actress was offered the role of Rogue in the 2000s X-Men. She said that turning down the role because she did not want to work with a green screen was a huge misstep, and that as soon as she saw the posters for it, she knew that she had made a huge mistake. So her breakout role was in 1999, and she's all that. And she's back for the, they redid the movie. It's called He's All That. She's playing one of the moms in the movie. But after she passed on X-Men, she starred in Josie and the Pussycats, was her next big movie. I think that's uh, that's a, the role Anna Paquin played, yes, right? Yeah, in exactly. Rogue, yeah. uh, um, in X-Men. Okay. Yeah, that was probably a big mistake. <laughs> now, she's not the only actor that regrets turning down a role. Will Smith says that he regrets passing on The Matrix. Christina Applegate has said in interviews that she regrets so much passing on Legally Blonde. And then Josh, uh, Josh Hartnett says that he regrets passing on Batman. And so he passed on it. Christian Bale stepped in and did three Batman movies. And that's a regret that he has. But they, they put you on the path to something else, right? Yeah, that's ma- right. Yeah, maybe, it, maybe it's Josie and the Pussycats. But, yeah, you know, everything happens for a reason. Life happens for you. The 30th season of Dancing with the Stars is going to kick off in September. And so far we have Kenya Moore from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Suni Lee is the Olympic gold medalist. She's going to be on it. Also, singer Jojo Siwa. And then spotted yesterday on set was Amanda Klutz, who is one of the hosts of The Talk. And that could be interesting if she's actually going to be on it because her former co-host, Carrie Ann Anaba, is still set to be judge on the upcoming season. Oh, that'll be interesting. She's a good dancer, too. Yeah, she's great. Let's talk a little game here. So today is September 1st. It's time to play the September song game. Let me, uh, let's see if you can name the artist that is singing about the month of September. Earth, Wind, and Fire. No, no, no. Let me give you <laughs> Green Day. No, 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 no. Any other guesses before I play? No, that's it. Okay, ready? Here's the yeah. first one. Try to remember the kind of September 
Oh, is that Donny Osmond? No. I don't know. That is Josh Groban. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oops. Second September song. September morn. Uh, Neil Diamond? Yeah, Neil Diamond. All right. Third person singing about September. In the middle of September, we still play out in the rain. Uh, Rascal Flatts? No. You've met this guy before. In the middle of September, we still play out in the rain. Oh, it sounds familiar. I don't know. Uh, Daughtry. Oh, Chris Daughtry. Okay, gotcha. And now we're getting into the hard ones. September and Blue Night. Yeah. <laughs> green, oh, green Day. Green Day on that one. And then the last one, singing about the month of September. Do you remember? This, this isn't Earth, Wind, and Fire, or it is? This is, yeah. Okay. I always confuse this with someone else. I don't know. But yeah, this is a great song, too. Now, there's this Earth, Wind, and Fire and a special guest. Can you identify the special guest for bonus points? Do you remember? Sean Mendes? Oh, no, I see you thinking too. It's, you, almost, you almost have it. It's Justin Timberlake. Because oh. he did that for the Trolls movie. That's why he's singing. Gotcha, that song. gotcha. I was, yeah, I, was, I was trying. I could see. I have to I, close my eyes I, I when see I see the wheels spinning. <laughs> I can see the wheels spinning. Next hour, one hour from right now, to be exact, we have an Apple HomePod Mini for you. And that's going to be yours when you win. Heads up. It's Justin Bieber, Mix 94.1. Welcome back to Mercedes in the Morning. They're the first voices I hear in the morning. On Mix 94.1. It's September 1st. That's crazy. That is crazy. It really is. I am just like, wait, what is going on? We how just, is it? How are we in September now? We just came back from our Christmas break like two weeks ago. I know. So tell me, I've never heard of this comedian before. Oh, he's, he's so funny. Maz Jobrani is a comedian. He's going to be at the Tropicana this weekend. And I did an interview with him for the TV show we do, Las Vegas Now on Channel 8. And we taped it this week. And it, it was funny because he, he was telling me a story about something that, that just went down a couple weeks ago. He was out on a run. He's got a 13-year-old son. And they're out like on a long distance run. He decides to he decides to race his son. They haven't raced in a long time. He's like, you know, son, let's race to the mailbox up there. So they start to race, and he's like, it's the craziest thing. He would always beat his son when they when they would go running. His son beat him for the first time. And he's like, it was such a big thing because here's my 13-year-old son that I was always faster than, stronger than. Here he is for the first time. And he said he was going all out, and his son went all out, and his son beat him for the first time ever. <laughs> this music's killing me. <laughs> it sounds like so, like... I picture the race, and it's like this music's playing. <laughs> that's, he sent it to me. So this was the music I was playing when I was racing my son. That, so I mean, that's that's a huge thing because they're not the kid anymore. You know, that, there's always that transition phase where it's like, okay, my kid is now better than me at this, and it's like, whoa reality check right yeah I, I remember stuff with my my dad as a kid do, do you have stuff with your daughters like do you remember when when they sophie beat you at something for the first time or, or brooklyn beat you at something for the first time well last night we kind of had a moment so now i i always do my work for the show at the kitchen table and i just listen to music and she usually works in the office and we did that by design because i wanted to give her the office to herself i used to always work in the office now i never do but she wants to be with me so now she sets up at the kitchen table and we both sit there in silence and do our work and uh 
I just, I was kind of taking a break and I was started looking at my phone and stuff. And I looked over at her stuff last night. I said, what are you doing? She's like, oh, math homework. I'm like, can I see it? And she showed it to me and she could have showed me something in a foreign language. I have no idea what it was. I was like, what is that? And she's like, oh, it's actually pretty easy. And it's a factor, blah, 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 blah. All these, this language I've never heard of. I go, it's safe to say you have completely passed me on math. I had no clue what she was doing. There was graphs and and lines like up and down and this and that. And I was just like, this is not your typical just X, Y graph that I remember doing. Like she was doing something crazy. And so I said, you're officially smarter than me when it comes to math. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, I think I've been officially smarter than you in math for a couple of years now. I was like, oh. well, you have a point, but you didn't have to say that. But yeah, she's, she's better at me at, at, than me at math for sure. Did she say what the name of the stuff was? Like the math problems? It's, an, it's an AP. It, I think it's AP calculus mm. oh. or it's, um, so, uh, it's, it's AP something. And uh, I have no idea what it is. So I've never, I, I've never done calculus, much less AP or whatever. So it was, it was pretty intense. What, when did you realize that your kid was better at something than you were? Or maybe when you were a kid, when you finally beat your parent at something, you're like, wow, I finally did it. And it's a big deal. 702-364-9400. Uh, growing up, I had a Nintendo, and the football game we had was John Elway's quarterback. It was a really cool arcade game, and they, they brought it to Nintendo. And I would play that all the time. And my dad would come down a couple times a week when I was playing, and he'd play a game with me. And he would just he would destroy me every time. He'd beat me, beat me. But then the tide slowly started to turn, and the game was, it was getting closer and closer. And I'll never forget that the one night, the first time I ever beat him, it was, I did, I remember the play, it was a quarterback sneak. I was set up for a pass, and you could, like, move the arrow so you can see where, like, the quarterback was going to throw the ball. So it's pretty easy to try to do an interception. So I pegged the arrow to the far right end zone, and so he starts to move all his defensive players back there, thinking I'm going to lob the ball up. And I just took my quarterback, John Elway, and just did a sneak to the left, ran into the end zone for the win. It was a monumental moment beating my dad and John Elway's quarterback. Yes, finally. We After all these years. Uh, we're getting some text here. This one says, my kid took AP Calculus BC in his sophomore year. Oh, my gosh. That might be the one she's in right now. I'm not sure. He's way smarter than me. In his sophomore year? Like, how can you even? That's incredible. Uh, this one from truck driver Jason says, when I have to ask my kids to fix my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Or or program something like, hey, can you program the remote so it does this or whatever? Uh, this says, my daughter is two, and she's better at getting things she wants from her dad than I am. Oh, man. I won't even go there. But, yeah, th- those kids have a way. Gina, what is it for you? Hi. It is the, it is the calculus. My son is the same class as your daughter. I, they go to school together. Oh, no and, kidding. <laughs> and I listen to you every morning and every day I tell I tell my son, I'm like, oh, did you know, you know, the moms are this, the moms are that. So I actually get a gauge on what my son's doing from you. Oh, no kidding. That's great. So was he yeah. doing anything? Was he graphing uh, last night? No, he I wasn't necessarily graphing, but I mean, it's AP everything, even psychology. Like, he thinks he knows more than I do, and it's just it's crazy the, the things that they're teaching the kids. Like, it's the way they do the math is like not even anything I know I'm familiar with. I know. I, I, I'm like, what happened to like the algebra and stuff like that? Gina, 
you and I need to be friends so we can talk about our kids. <laughs> I didn't realize they were going to the same school. That's pretty awesome. Uh, thanks for calling. Hold on the line. Actually, I do want Steph. Will you get her number? <laughs> yeah, I have a new mom so, friend. So, what did your kids say <laughs> today? Uh, that's really cool. <laughs> the Hot 3 is up next. What do you got for us? Okay, we are going to talk about the best and worst cities for driving. Where do we fall on that list? Also, many people are buying healthy groceries for this reason, and it's not for their health. We'll tell you about that. And who plans on celebrating Halloween this year? Who plans on doing it really early? We're going to talk about all that coming up next in the Hot 3. It's at Duncan Lawrence Arcade. It is Mix 94.1. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. Well, there's a new list of the best and worst cities for driving. And somehow, some way, L.A. is not the worst. I was really surprised by that. It's only the seventh worst. While at Hub put together the list, they considered 100 of the most populated American cities ranked them across 30 metrics like cost of buying a car, maintenance, traffic, infrastructure, safety, access to parking, stuff like that. And after crunching the numbers, they named Raleigh, North Carolina, the best city to drive in. That was followed by Lincoln, Nebraska. Two other North Carolina cities, Greensboro and Winston-Salem, were next at three and four. And Corpus Christi, Texas, rounded out the top five. The worst city Mm -hmm. to drive in. Oakland, California. That is followed by Detroit, San Francisco, Philadelphia, New York City, Chicago, L.A., Baltimore, Washington, D.C., and San Bernardino, California. Those are your worst cities. As far as Las Vegas, I'd say we're on the the bad side, kind of in the middle, but closer to the bad side, uh, number 40 on the list. So Right now, 95 is shut down in both directions. It is chaos out there. And I was watching some traffic cam footage here a couple minutes ago. You got people going in the wrong direction trying to get off 95 right now. So if you have to take the 95, open up ways or do something because it is Carmageddon out there right now. Pe- it's nuts. People are going to be late to work. And yes. let's just be a little understanding that some things are beyond their control. And when, I know it's not often that we say, oh, I got caught up in traffic. But today, it, it's the truth. Please. Legitimate uh, excuse this morning. Oh, my gosh. Uh, how would you so how would you rank the traffic overall in Las Vegas? Do you think it's bad? It's bearable. Where would you rank us? I don't think it's bad at all. But I also don't drive in. Well, I, in the afternoon, sometimes I drive in rush hour, but I don't have to deal with the morning rush hour like this, obviously, doing what we do. But just being in other cities and experiencing traffic there, especially, like I said, L.A., I have been stuck in like three hour jams in L.A. It's just insane. I don't think it's bad at all. There's some areas that are more congested than others. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, although I have noticed the spaghetti bowl, like getting on the 15 from the 95 Oh, there's a lot of backup there. It's it's really kind of a mess there, more so than usual. And I don't know if it's because of all the construction or just not enough lanes, but that gets kind of rough. But compared to L.A. traffic, not bad at all. Yeah, um, where I've noticed, too, is traffic is if you're on the 215 and you're going to get on the 15 going north and it's like it's merging there by Tropicana. It's like the one long merge lane. People that just get it's. 
They fixed it. It's supposed to be smooth years ago, but it gets bottlenecked every single time. This stuff gets backed up every time you try to to make that merge there. Yeah, it's uh, it, 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 compared to other cities, though, I think we have it pretty good. I really do. Well, D.C., D.C., I was in D.C. for five years. Traffic is awful, but the downside of D.C. is a presidential motorcade. You don't know when it's coming, where it's going. It just pops up. Boom. Like, what's the ba- backup? Oh, the president is driving through. Okay, let's all sit here for 30 minutes. Okay, they passed. All right, let's go about it. All our... clear. Yeah, it's nuts. Also this morning, 40% of Americans say they buy healthy items to ensure that they're not getting judged in the checkout line. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really care about the healthiness of it all. But a recent survey polled people about their habits while grocery shopping. They found nearly two in five frequent uh, the self-checkout lane to avoid being judged by their purchases. The same percentage have experienced cart envy and left a checkout line in search of items that they saw in others' shopping carts. Oh, I've done that before. I'm like, ooh, where'd you get that? I'll ask. Oh, do you? I'm like, where'd you find that? <laughs> um, and if, you're, if you've ever left the grocery store with more than you've intended to buy you're not alone 78 percent of people have done the same in addition about two-thirds have admitted that they sometimes spend more than 50 bucks on unintended purchases even a situation you go to the grocery store and you know you have to get a bunch of stuff and there's that one item you need to get like we i definitely need to buy bananas I need bananas laura needs her bananas she loves bananas go in there buy everything get in the car start driving out of the parking lot ah Forgot bananas. Yeah, gotta go back. <laughs> that's that's so annoying. Finally, this morning. So, is it too early to start talking about Halloween? Well, deal with it because the first big Halloween survey of the year just landed. The National Confectioners Association says eighty-two percent of people plan to celebrate Halloween in one way or another. Eighty percent say they still plan to trick or treat or take their kids trick or treating, and seventy-nine percent will buy candy in case trick or treaters show up at their door. They also ask people about different types of Halloween candy, and most of us prefer chocolate over non-chocolate treats, but it's close. Sixty percent say chocolate. 40% said non-chocolate. If you break it down a little more, chocolate is our favorite type of candy, followed by gummy-style candy, and then candy corn is third. Mm. The survey also looked at how people eat candy corn. 52% said they eat the whole piece at once. 30% bite off the narrow white end first. Uh-huh. And 17% start with the wider yellow end. You just don't like it straight up. I don't, but I do remember as a kid, if I did get it, I would I would bite off the the white, mm-hmm. and then I'd take the rest of it and stick it on my teeth and be like, look at my teeth. I got candy corn teeth. Hey. Did you ever have those big wax lips as a kid? Oh, yeah. I remember those. Start chewing, would you chew on them? Uh, for a while. First, I walk around and be like, mm, <laughs> and, then, and then I chew on them, and then I take a paper clip and I'd pretend like that was my retainer. I'd put, I'd, I'd take it out and put it in, like, I got a retainer. I put a piece of gum <laughs> underneath it. I was so dumb. It's probably why my dentist is like, what did you do to your teeth when you were a kid? No, we were just enter- entertaining ourselves. You know, you grab your iPad now, kids. Back then, we had wax lips, entertainment for hours. <laughs> this, do you remember those waxy candies that was, it looked like a soda bottle and you bit off the top and there was like that sugar juice in there? Yes. And I would, I would just put the whole thing in my mouth. So when I would bite into that waxy bottle, I would just get all that juice popping out. Yes, I do. They were good. <sighs> See, I, I, I'm wondering why even, what a waste of candy. Like that was just like, it was so disappointing. Pointy. It's like, mm, okay, that's done. Like that was just a dumb candy. What about ju- uh, juicy? No, no, uh, fruit stripes bubblegum. You ever do fruit stripes? Uh, yeah, for the two seconds that it lasted. <laughs> yeah, I did. And that was the stickiest gum ever. If that gum got on the floor, you're not getting uh, that stuff up. That was the stickiest gum in the entire world. Uh, this is why I switched to mint gum because any fruity kind of gum does the flavor just does not last. Were you a hubba bubba person? 
Um, I liked it. All right. Just watermelon specifically. Watermelon hubba bubba. Yeah. Or no, bubblicious watermelon. That was the one. If you can find strawberry bubblicious, that's good, but that's a rare thing to find. Yeah, I don't chew that kind of gum anymore. I'm it, like, give me the give me the whitening gum. <laughs> <laughs> and that has been your candy talk with Mercedes in the morning. Here in the eight o'clock hour, we have an Apple home pod mini for you. As you're sitting in traffic, don't stress it. We got heads up coming up at eight twenty five. Mix 94.1. You hit the beat. You hit the beat of the ending. That's talent. That really is. I'm a little thrown off. I was uh, I was just scrolling on TikTok and uh, it, someone came up on my For You page that I follow. And it was that, that um, person that was my radio idol and that was really mean to me. And I thought I uh, had unfollowed her on all platforms, but I ha- apparently did not on TikTok. So what are they doing on TikTok? What kind of videos? Is this um, it doing? wasn't anything funny. It was walking just, around Chicago uh, being mean to people. No, it's fine. <laughs> but I just, I, I was like, Oh, I'm still following uh, unfollow. So I just quickly unfollowed right then and there. Oh, that's something. Yeah. That's a shocker too. All of a sudden you see that person's face that they do happy TikToks or they, what, what kind of TikToks is that person? Doing? I, 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 Give it away, but it's like in studio stuff, and it's really not of her. It's more of like her her co hosts and, and stuff. stuff. Okay. And, and they were doing something, and I was like, "Wait, hold on! Oh, that's the girl that was totally mean to me." Okay, unfollow. I thought I unfollowed her everywhere, but not there. Apparently, nothing so. ever got back, right? No, I haven't heard anything. I have had several people though message me. Um, try to guess who it is, and I will say some of you are good. Some of you did figure it out. Some of you are saying people that I feel so bad that you think it's them. It's not, you know, it's not Delilah. There's a a lady by the name of Denise that does radio in Denver. It is not her. She is super sweet. I actually know her. She went to UNLV, that Denise girl. Oh, she did? Yeah. So she, she, no, it's not her. So, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't want to say because I don't want to be that person, but I just thought it was funny. I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done with that. Social media is so good. Sometimes you pop it open. Is there something in the air you don't? want to see i gotta i gotta call my doctor today because i uh i i was taking like he was he told me last time that my cholesterol levels were like just on the border of getting high and he's like hey you gotta stop eating so much animal protein i know you like to eat a lot of protein and stop you know bring it down a lot and i just feel like i've been so lethargic since i've been doing that so i gotta call him today and be like hey I need I need some proteins. Uh, like, how else can I get some protein? Um, but it's so funny because have you ever gone to a doctor for one thing and then you found out something completely different? I get so nervous about going to the doctor because I'm afraid that I'm going to go for like talk to him for my protein thing. And then he's going to say something like, oh, but, you know, we got to check levels for this, this, this and this. And I'm like, oh, I don't want that. I just want to ask you a quick question i remember have you ever gone to the doctor for one thing and found out something completely different 702-364-9400 i think i have ptsd and it was a good situation but i remember i was i was so sick and i went to my doctor i thought i had a uti like my back hurt i was just achy i had had them before i knew kind of what they felt like and i went and i was like doc i think i have a uti and he's like okay we'll get you uh some antibiotics but let's make sure that's what the case so he runs you know he makes me pee in a cup and all this and he comes back and he's like um i actually want you to do some blood work and i'm like why he's like "Mm, i think you're pregnant and that's when i thought i was pregnant with brooklyn i thought it was a uti but i was 
was pregnant and I was experiencing very similar symptoms apparently. And, and so I was like, was not expecting that. That was so I, I always feel that way when I go to the doctor. I'm like, oh, I'm afraid of what I'm going to find out. Does it happen to a lot of people? What's the situation that happened to you? 702-364-9400. I mentioned my niece had that giant kidney stone and, and her deal was she was complaining about back pain. For the past year, and one of her doctors just wrote it off as cramps until finally my sister took her to this other doctor. And I think they were walking in thinking maybe it was back spasms or something else. And they did the x-ray and they're like, ah, what's causing that lower back pain is a giant kidney stone, mm. which she had, she had to have surgically removed last Friday to get it out. But yeah, you go in for thinking maybe it's something with your lower back and some, I don't know. Do some kind of stretching or something to get rid of the pain. Nope, you got a kidney stone inside you. You you know what? I just on the other uh, like on the other side of things, like with early detection, kind of like that. Um, I, I read a girlfriend of mine. She posted this on her uh, on on Instagram. I think it was where she was going. In, she took her daughter in for a checkup. And they all went to the same doctor. And she mentioned to the doctor, hey, I just turned 40. Is it? Do, do I need to get like a mammogram now or something? She's like, oh, yeah, I'll write it up for you. Go get a mammogram. Like she wasn't even there for her. So she just goes to do it, not thinking anything of it. Totally wouldn't have asked if she wasn't at the doctor's appointment with her daughter. They found something suspicious. Turns out she had the early stages of breast cancer. And if she wouldn't ask that day when she took her daughter for that, order yeah they may have never caught it and wow. she's completely fine now so you know it does it does help <laughs> to to go to your doctor go uh, see it yeah yeah annual checkups let's uh let's talk to abby abby you went for one thing you found out something completely different what was it yeah so i actually took my brother my little brother into the doctor's because he had his toe it was like hurting and we were like oh let's go check out if it's broken and so Doctor was like, yeah, let's just take some like COVID tests right before we make sure you know that you go in and take an X-ray. And he came in for a broken toe, and then he found out that he had COVID. Oh my gosh! Like one extreme to the yeah. other, two things that have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> That's not one of the uh, symptoms of the COVID: broken toe. No, lots of it... taste, smell, and a broken toe. How how is he doing, Abby? Um, yeah, this was a while ago, like towards the beginning of the pandemic, so. He's totally fine now. Okay, toe good. Healed and everything. Oh, toe, toe, and COVID healed. That's. I'm really glad to hear that. Thanks for calling. Let's talk to Melissa. Melissa, what happened with you? You went in for one thing and found out something else. Yeah. So I am a diabetic, and so every three months I always go into the doctor to get checked, and they had checked my blood work, and they always do a pregnancy test before they change up your meds. And so he did a pregnancy test, and he was gone for forever, and he came back in, and he was like, "You're pregnant." Um, and now I'm 41. I've never been pregnant my whole life. And I was just like, what? Oh. And I'm like, I didn't understand. I was like, wait, what? I'm pregnant. I don't get it. And he's just like, so you're pregnant. And I was like, I burst up crying and I made him call my husband. And I'm like, I don't even understand. And now at 42, I have a baby. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful news. I mean, I, I can imagine the shock, the shock you must have no, felt. I mean, I was just bawling. I mean, my whole life I've been told I would never have a baby. Oh. I mean, they just said it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't oh. going to happen. And then at 41, just boom, out of nowhere. And now we've got a perfectly healthy, that's her in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry. That's so that's beautiful. Amazing. Oh, Melissa. Yeah. Uh, when, when he called your husband, what what did your he's husband say? His doctor, he's his doctor as well. And so I thought my husband was going to be mad. And so 
She's like, well, just come home and I'll meet you at home. And I'm like crying and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know how I like it. And he's just like, no, this is great. This is great. This is great. And I will just say this. That pregnancy ended in a miscarriage at eight weeks, but I got pregnant again 10 weeks later and that's how we had the baby. Oh. So, that's, so it's okay. It's okay because it got me on the track and we still, like I said, we got another baby out of it and she's here and she's perfect and it's just all good. What's her yeah. name? Uh, Olivia. Olivia, hello. Yes. <laughs> Olivia's first Ride time on the radio. The <laughs> we love it. Thank you so That's much awesome. for calling, Melissa. That's great. That's, uh... We're getting so many texts. My son went in for an earache and ended up having appendicitis. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> I had a mild pain in my rib. Turns out I had gallstones and had my gallbladder removed the following week. Yeah, well, just get in there. Let them check everything. You never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up here, we do have what a great story Melissa just shared. We have heads up coming up in about 15 minutes. When you win it, you're going to get an Apple HomePod Mini. And up next, we're kicking off 60-plus minutes commercial-free. Number one song in the country right there, kicking off 60-plus minutes commercial-free. It is Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. In Mercedes, you might appreciate this. Steph, I think you'll appreciate this. Maybe people outside of radio would appreciate this. It's a big thing to me. I got a new microphone in the studio. Oh, is it your own? No, 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 no. Engineering uh, put a new one in here yesterday because oh. the other one was too uh, it was too clogged up with makeup and all this other stuff. It was really nasty. So I got a brand new microphone. Are you going to stop wearing makeup? I got. He told me. Yeah. The, yeah. They said you got to ease up on that mascara <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> there's there's just some things that only people that do what you do for a living would appreciate. A new microphone. That's a big deal. Congratulations. I was very excited when he put it in. He installed it after the show, and I said to Dan, "I'm like, man, I wish it was five thirty to use that thing. It's very nice. It's clean. I think it sounds fresh too." I'm very excited about this. Um, I got a new computer in here yesterday. Uh, I, saw I was that. very excited about that. There's more storage in it, and uh, I think that's exciting for any profession that you're in if you get a <laughs> new uh, computer. But I was uh, excited about that upgrade. Although the settings, he had some settings on here yesterday that were great, and then we rebooted it, and now they're all gone. And I'm like, nah, but still. New computer, not complaining. But the microphone thing, that's real. Also, when you get a new pair of headphones, if you're in radio, you can appreciate that. It's just like, whoa. It does take some time to get used to them, though, because all headphones sound different. They do, and they take time to break in, too. If it's, you have brand new headphones, it takes a while for them to, to break in and get the true sound of those headphones. What's so, so what's the cool work upgrade that only people in your profession would appreciate? So for us, it's a brand new microphone. You're listening probably right now going, well, who cares? But for us, it's like, Yeah! New mic, let's go. What's the cool work upgrade if you're, say, hmm, let's say you work at a department store? What would be the cool work upgrade there? Maybe, like, if you get a new, uh, like, checkout system, you know? A lot of these people have the walk-around kind where they have it in a belt, like at Apple. I love that. When you go to Apple and you buy something, I was buying a watch band the other day. And she's like, would you like to buy that? I'm like, I would. She's like, I'll take care of this right now for you. <laughs> Here you go. I was like, what? I don't have to go check out. She's like, I just got it on my belt. <laughs> they are so fast at the Apple store. I ordered something in advance online last week, and I went to go pick it up. And he's like, can I help you? I'm like, I'm picking up. Is it your name? I'm like, uh, JC Fernandez. And I even hear him like, he's like, like almost like he snaps his finger. And someone comes from the back. He's like, here it is. I'm like, how did you? You kind of walking. How did the guy has my stuff right now? This is crazy. They're so fast. They're over having conversations with each other because they have like the whole ear thing going on. Yeah. All secret spy stuff. It's pretty impressive. When we worked at the rental car place, Valley Rental Car, I mean, this was a big thing in the rental car place. And maybe any, this might apply to retail. I remember walking in one day and behind the counter, they had those big foam cushion pads that you could stand on. 
So instead of standing on our feet for eight hours, we had the this pad you could stand on. And it was a game changer. It was very comfy and cushiony to stand on it. Anyone else outside, who cares? But if you're standing on your feet for eight hours and they now give you a cushion pad to stand on, that was very relaxing. That is an upgrade. Steph, what's an upgrade in your profession? We were working remotely, and JC gave me his old laptop when he was working from home, and um, it was pretty outdated. It yeah. was it was pretty <laughs> slow, and I was getting worried because we were going to go on a vacation, and I was supposed to work remotely and still run the show. So our engineering also came in clutch because they gave me a brand new spanking laptop and i love that thing i use it on the weekends i can control the station i'll sometimes i'll forget to do something and heather's on the air and i'll call her like hey can i uh control the station real quick she goes yeah yeah go ahead and i'll do something real quick and i'm like all right i'm done she goes wow that was quick because of this new laptop it just it's the little things this text just came in it says i'm a dog groomer so new scissors brush comb or new clippers is everything this one says new hard hats i sell new homes and after a while the trim a spongy thing gets so gross even with spraying lysol yeah i would never think that oh new hard hats Ooh, that would be a great (laughs) thing but that that makes complete and total sense it's something cool about wearing a hard hat i remember i think it was t-mobile arena they were giving us tours and and the construction was pretty much done but we we got an early tour and we all had to wear hard hats walking around there and i felt like i was the foreman on the job walking around looks good fellas (laughs) finish up the vest the safety vest like i'm official You can see me in the dark. I'm official. Coming through. Don't want anything to drop on my head. It looks good. Good job, guys. Good job, ladies. We're doing good work here, people. When uh, so we were just talking about the doctor earlier, and I, whenever I go to the doctor and I have to wear one of those like robe thingies, and they're like, you know, take off your clothes and make a tie in the back. And when it's a nice new one, I'm like, oh, I'm so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Here. Do you ever have a hard time tying that thing? With the ties in the oh, back. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> it's funny because hanging out. I, they think I'm so so ridiculous at my doctor's office. I called. <laughs> I was like, um, "Yes, I need to make a doctor's appointment." And they're like, "Okay, how about ten tomorrow?" And I was like, "No, I just I don't need that many." <laughs> And they're like, no, 10 a.m. tomorrow. I'm like, oh, yes, that works. <laughs> 10 appointments, please. How <laughs> about 10 appointments tomorrow? That'd be perfect. Let's do this right now. We're looking for caller 20, 702-364-9400. Your caller 20, you're going to play heads up, and it's a really neat prize. We have an Apple HomePod Mini, courtesy of BMG, so you can listen to Mix 94.1, play all your favorites, like January Jane. Also, you'll qualify to win the grand prize, which is a three-pack of Apple HomePod Minis. All you got to do is be caller 20 right now at 702-364-9400. You pick your category. You pick your partner. You get 6 and 60 seconds and you win. 702-364-9400. Formerly just the way, it's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the Morning. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix 94.1. Armando, you're caller 20. You ready to play Heads Up? Woohoo! Yeah. Okay, pick a category. Do you want to go with coconut, growing beard, or in the wild? Growing a beard. All right. Mm. World Beard Day is coming up on Saturday. These are all male celebrities that have or have had beards. Okay? Who do you wanna who do you wanna pick as your partner this morning? Uh, you. Okay. 
All right, here we go, Armando. You got 60 seconds on the clock, buddy. You get six correct, and you'll win that Apple HomePod Mini. You guys, you start now. He is the actor that plays Aquaman, married to Lisa Bonet. Jason Momoa. Yes. He is the Fresh Prince of Bel Bel Air. Will Smith. Yes. He he sings Hotline Bling. He has a new album coming out tomorrow, Certified Ladies Man. Uh, 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 Drake. Yes, yeah. this is the the lead in Titanic. Kate Winslet and he he plays Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, he is the actor that plays Thor, the big hammer. Chris Hemsworth. Yes, this is. Uh, I'm going to pass on this guy. Um, he plays soccer. He's married to Posh Spice. Uh, well, Beckham, David Beckham. Yes! yes! <laughs> you got it, Armando. Yeah. Congratulations. That was a really tough category, and you killed it. Nice job. Oh, thank you. I was worried for a minute, but I, I'm so happy. You guys had time to spare, and Armando, you just won an Apple HomePod Mini, and you're qualified for the grand prize, which is an Apple HomePod Mini three-pack, so you can listen to us and Mix 94.1 in every single room in the house. We love that. Another Apple HomePod Mini. We have it for you tomorrow morning at 825, and we still have lots of tickets this morning. 940 tickets for you to go see Michael Buble. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. Mix 94.1, it is Mercedes in the morning. I have a a confession slash question, but I'm afraid to ask it because I I don't know if people are gonna be like, What? Are you kidding me? There's there's something I've I don't really know what the actual name is, but um I think there may be a shortage of it right now. Um and I've never had it before. But is it it's a it's a drink? And it's in a, with a yellow label. Is it like Tapo Chico? Oh, yeah. There's a shortage for it right now. Yes. What's it called? Uh, my wife drinks it all the time. Laura drinks it all the time. Well, I actually jotted it down in my notes this morning. Ta- Hold on one second. Tapo Chico? Topo Chico. What is that? It's a sparkling water is what it is. And there is. it's so funny because um, I was on Instagram last night. And a coworker of ours posted a picture, and he had a cart filled with it, like ten. I saw cases. that same picture. That's why I, I was like, "Why? Why is everyone trying to buy that stuff?" And I, I shot him out. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Says, Laura lives on that stuff, and he wrote, "Yeah, me too." But there's a shortage. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, so there's a shortage on Topo Chico water. My wife, she loves the lemon lime flavor. It's it's always in our fridge. I thought it was like a. I thought it was a soda, for this whole time. I thought it was just like. So what it, it it tastes like lemon is it it's like Sprite or no no it's like a, I guess like a Perrier almost but I've never tried it either but my wife has it all the time so there's a regular flavored or maybe plain they have a lemon lime flavor and there's a they have a pink lemonade flavor as well um, but we're big on the lemon lime in my house and that's actually it's funny on my to do list today pick up Topo Chico what's it called how do you say it I even never write it down Steph have you had it before. Uh, I'm looking at the pictures. I don't even think I've seen the water, but I feel like I've seen the hard seltzer to it, like in one of the the fridges at like Walmart or something. Wait, there's a Topo Chico hard seltzer? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. The, there you go. Another fun fact. I, I had no idea. I was just like, why is everyone buying this all of a sudden? Listen. I have, I've not seen this that often and until like the last two months. All of a sudden, everyone's buying it. Yeah, no. Yeah, my, Laura's been drinking it for a while. But that, that's the thing, though. That's why there's a shortage because our coworker has, he has like 10 cases in his cart. I'm like, dude, leave some for the rest of us. Wow. What's the thing that you you have never had that everyone else has, but 
you're kind of like, I've uh, never tried it. it. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. It's not like you haven't wanted to. You just never really got to it. 702-364-9400. I know you and Steph love this stuff. You talk about it all the time. Uh, the, the tiger claw, the tiger shark, the tiger, tiger claw, white claw. I've never had uh, white claw. White claw's delicious. I'm just fascinated why you went to tiger claw. <laughs> <laughs> it's been all over for the past two years. I, I've never had it. I've never had it. You know, you, there comes a point in your life where you know what you like to drink. Some red wine, maybe a white. And if not, it's a kettle and tonic, and, and I'm good. I've never tried the tiger white claw. I've never tried the white claw. It's 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 really good. I mean, I have my favorite flavor, which is pink grapefruit. I think, Steph, you're, you, what, what's your favorite flavor? Is it mango? I love the grapefruit, too. I oh, think okay. that's my favorite as well. But they all taste kind of similar. Someone made a funny joke that it tastes like static, and then sometimes you'll hear some flavors out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, That's a great description. It, it depends on the brand with hard seltzers. Like, I feel like White Claw's taste is very light. But then if you go with, like, a Truly, they have, like, they're very flavorful. Sometimes they're really, really sweet. And then recently I started, I tried, like, the Bud Light, the Bud Light seltzers, and those are pretty good, too. Those those have some more flavor in them. Have you tried the Happy Dad seltzer? No. What's that? So it's one, it's a seltzer made by this group or, like, these, uh... It's called the Nelk Boys. And the Nelk Boys, they do pranks everywhere. They're really famous all over YouTube. And they decided to make a seltzer called Happy Dad. And Happy Dad tastes very good. And it has electrolytes in it. It is a limited edition. It's sold out a lot across a lot of cities. And me and James got hands on some of the Happy Dad. And everyone was like, where did you get the Happy Dad? And I think we found it at like a Lee's discount or something. But it's super good. Hmm. Oh, happy. I'm s- making notes. I, I, I was uh, a little side note. Mr. Lee passed away. That's very I sad. Know. Oh, such a sad news. Um, He's a, a, an icon in this community. Such a sweet man. Pioneer, too, from what he did launching these liquor companies back in the day when, when no one was doing that. So, yeah, quite the businessman. But we go back to our Chicago trip. We go to Harry Carey's for dinner. Mercedes is taking us out to a beautiful steak dinner. Really nice steak restaurant. Fancy. We go in there. We sit down. Gives Mercedes the wine list. We're talking about wines. And Steph's like, um... Do you happen to have any White Claw? <laughs> and Mercedes is like, we are not getting White Claw at a nice restaurant. We're getting wine, and that is that. That is the end of the story. Although, like, I love at uh, at Allegiant, uh, they, they sell the hard seltzers, but you have to find them. They're not, th- not everyone has them. And so I'm, like, literally going from cart to cart, and I'm, I feel like I'm like, you got the hard seltzer? And she's like, yeah, I got a couple. I'm like, I'll take them both. <laughs> that way I, I don't have to come back and look for them because they run out fast. Steph, you said something talking about not trying something. You mentioned this yesterday on the show. You said you never had a pumpkin spice latte. I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. And I feel uh, I'm sorry if I offended anyone because I said, no, I'm not basic. But if you like pumpkin spice lattes, I, I'm sorry. I just I've never tried them. Well, that's just the whole joke. I mean, you got to have a sense of humor about it. Like, OK, a, a basic B is a pumpkin spice latte <laughs> wearing wearing the Uggs. And, you know, let's and, just be realistic. That's just the joke. But have a sense of humor and wearing the shirt. But coffee first. Yes. <laughs> and a, a hat that's like sun's out. Are there White Claw T-shirts? There has to be. I think I even saw a White Claw Halloween costume. 
Oh, like we should dress. all dress up as White Claws this year. I want to be Ruby Grapefruit. I'll be Lemon. Okay. JC, you can be Mango. No, I'm going to be Topo Chico Water. Oh, to- well, there's a shortage, so people might start grabbing you up. Get them! <laughs> if anyone sees any Lemon Lime, don't take it. I want to buy it. Maybe we should t- try Topo Chico Water for uh, Try Tuesday and White Claw and Pumpkin Spice Lattes. We all just do- try all the different drinks that we haven't tried before. <laughs> Hodgepodge of drinks next Tuesday. Up next is the Hot 3. So what do you have for us? Okay, what are the top reasons that people hate their jobs. We're going to talk about that also. When you go to the grocery store, what is your what is your route? Do you go in and do you go out or do you take a while? Uh, and then also, do you believe in love at first sight? We're going to talk about all that coming up next in the Hot 3. Olivia Rodrigo, she's up for Artist of the Year VMA nomination, and the VMAs will go down a week from Sunday. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mitch 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. A new poll of workers in the U.S. has found that exactly half of people do not like their job. And the reasons vary. The number one reason, though, that people do not like their job is... Because they're not paid enough. Almost 30% of people who hate their job agreed with that. Number two is because you're underappreciated at work. Number three, there's a lack of communication or you can't voice your opinion. Four, you're overworked. And five, there's no opportunity for advancement. Some of the other reasons people dislike their job include the hours. They're not good. The boss is terrible. The work itself isn't enjoyable your co-workers aren't enjoyable. And then there was a tie for 10th place. It was a tie between low job security and bad benefits. A long commute and being micromanaged, they also uh, just barely missed the top 10. Yeah, a theme there. It sounds like working with good people is a big plus. A yeah. good boss, not not having a boss that's just watching over you all the time. That's a big plus. That's uh, I mean, there's just little things that, that make the boss more approachable. I think, was I talking to you, Steph, about it? Uh, maybe it was someone else. I was talking about just, you know, are you friends with your boss? Do you have a relationship with your boss outside of work? And does that help it or does it make it worse? Do they lose some of their authority when you do? And I, I think it, could, it helps the relationship. I really do. I think you you feel more comfortable around them and you're able to speak your mind more yeah you have there's there's an easiness when it comes to talking to them if you have a problem or if they have a problem with you or there's something going on to have them just come into your office and they got to correct you on something i think for for our boss for jayla our direct boss we text a lot and i would say 90 percent of the text messages are just social text messages and every so often there's a work one and it's like okay cool got it but the rest are just like fun comical text messages yeah like we hang out with him outside of work and he's just a great guy and and we really enjoy being around him it's, and and when there's an issue at work he and i will go at it like we will go at it and we're still friends at the end of the day and i think it makes it better for us because when we do go at it we don't nobody takes anything personally yeah. mm-hmm. you know and i know i can say what i really think and he's not going to be like what are you you know mm-hmm. we still have but the other day we did get into it about something and then we i he pulled me into his office later and i sit down and he goes we good i was like yeah we're good why he's like i just want to make sure we're good I'm like, yeah, we're totally good. He, he called me one time uh, about the same question. He's We had like a, a Zoom meeting and some of us were like, we, what? And then I was kind of the starter of it. And then he called me after the meeting. He goes, hey, 
are we good? Same thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're good. He goes, what was the issue? Was I in the wrong? And I, and I think we were having that conversation, Mercedes, about how blessed and lucky we are to have a boss that actually cares and says, hey, was I in the wrong? And what, what can I do to be better? So mm-hmm. that's what's really cool. He's a leader, not just a boss. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can talk to him. And it, I, I mean, I tell him I disagree with him all the time. <laughs> and he's fine with it, you know. Uh, also this morning. Someone said this to Jayla, please, if you're not listening. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He knows. He's not listening either. (laughs) Um, Also this morning, are you one of those people who has to go down every aisle at the grocery store? Or do you try to go down the fewest aisles as possible? In a new survey, 64% of people say they must walk down every single aisle at the grocery store. Those people were also most likely to identify as early birds, adventurous, introverted, and fans of horror movies. The survey also found 80% of grocery shoppers make a list compared to 20% who do not, and 78% say they have a tendency to leave the store with more than they intended to buy. I, I go in, know what I need to get, and I know where it's located. I bet I me, mean, gosh, when I first started grocery shopping you know, 20-some years ago, I would go down every single aisle. Oh, do I need something down here? Down here? It would just take forever, and I would grab stuff I never use. So now I, I know what I need, I know where it is, I go in and get it done. I am the opposite. This is why I don't do the grocery (laughs) shopping. I do go down every aisle. I walk through things and I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this. What is this? Okay. I bet I can make something out of that. My husband hates it. I come back with all this stuff. He's like, what? Why did you buy all this? I'm like, I'm going to try a new recipe. And then I never do. So seven days later when it gets old and expired. ah, That's why I would always buy the spring mix, but never use the spring mix salad. I'm going to make salads this (laughs) week. And then I never do. All right. Finally, this morning, it depends on how you look at this, but Americans are either getting less romantic or more realistic. A new survey found we are less likely to believe in love at first sight than we used to be. 46% of people say love at first sight is a real thing. Just over 29% said it's not real. And around 25% of people say they're just not sure. When the same poll was done 10 years ago, 55% said that they believe in love at first sight. So it has dropped 9% in the past decade. I believe in lust at first sight, but not love at first sight. Yeah, I just, I can, I I believe there's a connection at first Mm -hmm. sight and you could be attracted to someone at first sight, but how do you know you love someone? I'm just looking at him like, I love you. (laughs) Calm down. Maybe I'm too skeptical, but you know, I feel like, I feel like I'm the guy on uh, Ted Lasso. What's his name? Uh, What's the, the... Crabby guy? Oh, Roy, Roy Kent. Yes, yes. I'm the Roy Kent of the show. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> There's no love at first sight. I think we all got some Roy Kent inside <laughs> of us on this show. And that was the last one, right? Yeah, that's it. Check this out. Nine o'clock hour. We have your tickets to go see Michael Buble. You want to see him at T-Mobile Arena Friday, September 24th? Be here at 940. It's Mix 94.1. Mercedes in the morning. This is Olivia Rodrigo. It's driver's license. It's Mix 94.1. Mercedes in the morning. This hour, 940. Those tickets for you to go see Michael Buble. I was looking at some of the trending topics last night on Twitter, and one that jumped out was a tweet that Lights Camera Pod put out, and they asked people, what is the funniest movie of all time. And they kind of had, they had four movie scenes there on theirs. I don't know if they were saying that these are their four funniest movies ever, but I had a very hard time coming up with an answer to this. I think there are so many funny movies, 
But do you have in your mind a funniest movie of all time? And what what is it? 702-364-9400. So the four they had up there, the pictures, were super bad, which is hilarious. Great movie. Airplane. Very funny movie. Monty Python and... Uh, is it the search for the Holy Grail? Yeah, I've never one, seen yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one was Kangaroo Jack. Did you ever watch? Did you ever see that movie? Was that a '90s movie? I think so. And it had Jerry O'Connell and Anthony Anderson in it. I did see that. I think I think it was late early 2000s. I've, actually, I've never seen yes. it, so I didn't realize it would be one of those movies to be on the funniest movie of all time list. But what do you think are the funniest movies of all time? Seven oh two. Three six four ninety four hundred. I I just had a very hard time coming up with answers. Like I love Zoolander. I think that's a funny movie. Is it the funniest of all time? I don't know. It's funny to me, but a lot of people think it's ridiculous. Um, I thought The Hangover was a really funny movie. I love uh, Anchorman. But I don't know if those are the funniest of all time. Yeah, it's a tough one to come up with, too. And then also, do these comedies stand the test of time? Because we recently, I'd say in the last six months, rewatched Superbad or it was on in the background. I found myself still laughing at those jokes. But then you go back to, like, they, they had Airplane in the list. I haven't seen that movie Airplane in 20 years. Is it still funny if you watch it today? Those jokes, they stand the test of time. It was on randomly one uh-huh. day, and I was watching, and I was dying. Like, they were so funny. And every the thing with that movie is every joke hits. Every single one hits hard. Um, still, after all these years, which I thought was interesting. Let's take some of your calls here. 702-364-9400. Brittany, funniest movie of all time. Dumb and Dumber. Really? Okay, so I think that's a funny movie, too. Some people think it's ridiculous, but why do you think that one is? watched it over and over because it was so funny. And it, and it kind of, I mean, if you like that Jim Carrey humor, it does kind of stand the test of time. Do you uh, like that one? She said, we have uh, our engineer Dan's in here. He's resetting our computer system. So we have a master reset going on to the computer system. She said Dumb and Dumber. Is what yeah, she said. Dumb and Dumber. Uh, funny for the time. Haven't seen it in a long time. Okay. Well, the, I, the, uh, I like that one. Um, the one I was going to say is the Chevy Chase vacation movies. I thought they, they were funny. I think that the Christmas vacation, you still watch it. I still find myself laughing at that. So as far as like Standing the test of time, having some legacy. I'm going to say the Chevy Chase Vacation franchise. Okay. Brooke, what do you think? Uh, Step Brothers. We have been getting tons of texts saying Step Brothers. What's your favorite line from the movie? Oh, my favorite's when he's in the car and he's like, I'm not going to call dad, not even if there's a fire. <laughs> I, that is a funny movie. Underrated. A great, great movie. Um, some of the other texts are coming in. Bridesmaids, Euro Trip, um, Super Troopers, Me, Myself, and Irene, Clerks. Ooh, that is a funny one. I, I forgot about that. Uh, Coming to America. That's a funny mm, that's one, a too. One. What about Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Is that is that like a... A funny movie? I felt like that was like an emotional movie with a little bit of comedy in it. I bring it up because that's what our engineer Dan said when we were talking okay. about it. But there is, there is that a, is the, a good movie. The ending, though, is very sad. Though. There's a sad twist to that end movie. But there's still it's, there's a sad twist and a happy twist at the end. Yeah. What about uh, 
let's see here. Blazing Saddles is coming in a lot. I honestly have never seen Blazing Saddles. Have you seen it? Bits and pieces. Slapstick comedy. It's slapstick. Yeah, they're they're out camping. They eat a bunch of beans. They're they're, they're farting left and right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, he ate beans and now you're farting. Um, People are saying, let's see, Friday, next Friday, Friday after next. (laughs) Nutty Professor uh, is one that's coming in. Uh, This one says something about Mary. Oh, yeah. That was a funny movie. For that time, I remember it was like shocking. Yes. Like there were some things where we were like, whoa. The hair gel scene. Whoa. Yep. Linda, funniest movie of all time. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. It's, I have not seen that in years, but I just remember um, the baby Ruth. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> the baby Ruth. That was a good one. I remember watching that as like a kid. To me, the most entertaining part was that gopher. And Bill Murray's character trying to kill that gopher. The rest of the storyline, I just didn't get. Just dancing around the, the dancing gopher. Yeah. Right? Uh, let's talk to uh, JoLynn. JoLynn, what is it for you? Um, money Pit. The Money Pit. I love the Money Pit with Tom Hanks. I love the, ba- the bathtub scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, where it crashed through the, the floor? Yeah. Oh, spoiler right, alert. Right, right. <laughs> and he's standing there laughing. Yeah. <laughs> he's just had enough. Like, there's just nothing else that he can do. And Shelley Long, too, was the, uh, played his wife in that movie. Yeah, that was, a funny, that was a funny flick. I never saw this movie, but I hear it's hilarious. Girls Trip. Did you ever see that? Isn't the movie that kind of put Tiffany Haddish on the map? Yes. I think my wife watched it, and I saw it in the back. I was watching it from afar. Is it kind of like, I think it's kind of like the Bridesmaids feel to it okay uh i i never saw that one why why is everyone saying kangaroo jack is that just a really funny movie that we missed out on what was so funny about that you saw it i, I can't tell you one thing about it but i remember the movie coming out and i remember seeing it i'm not good at recalling movies kangaroo jack it must have been not that funny because it didn't stick with me <laughs> someone wrote titanic that poor kid fooled that rich broad Hooked up with her in the back of the car, but she survived. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you look at it that way. Uh, the com- she didn't let him on the door either. The comedy. Yeah. No room for you, buddy. Spix <laughs> 94.1. Mercedes in the mornings. What's trending? Woo! On Mix 94.1. The talk is trending this morning. Yet another host has exited the CBS Daytime Talk Show. Elaine Welteroth is leaving after hosting one season. She announced her departure in a statement saying it is an absolute honor for anyone, but especially a young black woman to occupy space on air where our perspectives are largely underrepresented. I came to the talk to break out of my own echo chamber and to join a diverse cast in helping to bridge some of the divides in our world through conversation and empathy. I'm proud of how I represented myself in my community, but as I always say, when the music changes, so must your dance. She is the third host to leave this year following Carrie Ann Anaba and Sharon Osbourne. I just think she's so awesome. Her book is a great read. She, I think she's an amazing person. I, I loved her chemistry with Jerry O'Connell. We're just talking about Jerry O'Connell. He just started on the talk. He's now a permanent host on there. I thought the two of them had great chemistry. Um, I also like Jerry's chemistry with Amanda. You can tell I watch the talk a lot. So I'm bummed to see her go. I mean, she'll still do great things, but I'm just sad to not see her on the talk anymore. See, I'm thinking that's why she left is because he's there. And maybe, you know, she said when the music changes so much, your dance, what has changed? Jerry O'Connell's on. And maybe he was getting on her nerves. And she's like, okay, it's time to go. Because oh, he can be over the top sometimes. He can be a, sometimes like, okay. It's like he, he really wants to be funny and get the laughs. And 
sometimes you're like, okay, we get it. Haha. Uh-huh. Well, there was something, yeah, you know, it's funny because Amanda Klutz was doing something um, and she was doing some kind of dance and the focus was on her. And so he gets up and tries to mimic her dance mm-hmm. and pretends to pull a muscle. And it's like that, you know, whatever, you're all in the show together. But that was like Amanda's moment. They were focusing on Amanda. She was going to show her some dance. And he had to get up in the background and try it and then fake the, oh! And make it all about him. Yeah, so that's just, that's my, that's what I was thinking happened. But he's always telling stories about her and um, the two of them behind the scenes. Him and Elaine, oh, Elaine and I did this. It sounds like they have a great friendship off camera. I don't know. I'm bummed. Well, yeah, some changes are coming. So no word yet on a replacement. If they're going to have one, maybe they'll pull a Jeopardy and have a rotating cast of them. Who knows? <laughs> Seems like that's what everyone's doing these days. So that is trending. Mumble is trending. A new study says women are attracted to men who mumble. Scientists say males who speak less clearly tend to be more attractive to the opposite sex because women see it as a sign of masculinity. Conversely, men find very precise pronunciation alluring because it signals femininity some famous mumbling men include marlon brando tom hardy jeff bridges and the late heath ledger are there any ladies famous ladies that mumble i think melissa mccarthy in certain movies mumbles uh not in the nine perfect strangers i really like her role in that show um there's a new episode tonight i believe i I really like her role it's not her stereotypical melissa mccarthy wacky lady Mm -hmm. role she's she's got depth and she's very interesting uh she's an author and she's kind of in a, a dry spell right now and, and it's a really good show but uh in some of the other movies like bridesmaids we were just talking about she's a mumbler in that one. i was like what are you saying very funny too um finally this morning bud light seltzer is trending the brand is dropping a new variety pack for the fall season they're going to be releasing this new limited edition fall flannel variety pack the four flavors include pumpkin spice of course Toasted Marshmallow, Maple Pear, and Apple Crisp. All the flavors are going to feature a flannel-inspired plaid design on the 12-ounce cans. You can actually buy them starting September 6th through the end of October, and that is what's trending. we got Michael Buble here, and in less than 15 minutes, we've got your tickets to go see Michael Buble at the T-Mobile Arena. All that's coming up.